0: you a, a, a piece of scripture, not a portion of scripture, uh, back out in Galatians. See, see, I know I know. we was in Galatians like four or five weeks ago, and I said we was going to do some things in there. What you don't understand is I really have been, because uh, that three weeks uh, that I've talked about the law on Sunday morning, that's really where all that come from was Galatians. I had studied that, and and, and some things that come out of that that, that just stirred me actually to, to, to go uh to go and and, and and to try to bring out some biblical, because because really that's what happened to the Galatians, they, they got unbiblical in their handling of, of God's law, and and they missed they missed you know the liberty and they list missed, missed all that God really wanted for them because they got so unbiblical in that area and 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 this, these last three weeks has really just been trying to trying to to, to get us a, a biblical thought pattern, biblical sound on 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 his commands on his exhortations, and and so tonight though i want to i want to kind of go back and really really this is just this will just kind of cover right back in really where we've been for three weeks and just go beyond now and move on but galatians i I want i'm really just going to talk about one scripture but i want to finish out galatians one tonight and uh but i want to share one scripture in particular tonight but we'll go to galatians one and we'll start in verse 10 Let's, let's 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 stand and pray let's pray uh tonight and then, uh, and then we'll let you sit down because it's about 14 verses. And, uh, and I know it's Wednesday night, and I know you wore out and, and all that. And then I don't want you to be tired. I want you to see the scriptures. I want you to hear the word. Uh, I want you to soak that in. I'm going to get Sister Marks to pray over us. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just can't thank you enough for this day that you've given us today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your purpose and your power, Lord, that you're going to share with us in your word tonight, Lord. We just humble our hearts and open our minds to hear what you have to say to us tonight. Bless the pastor. Let him bring forth that word, Lord, with power and anointing, Lord, that we know that you have given him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Come on, let's thank him. Bless him for his word. Amen. And Lord, you bless it. You can, you can be seated. You can be seated. I, I want us to take uh, and uh, uh, just really, really concentrate on the word. And, and uh, I, don't, I, I know how it is. your legs get tired and you get rocking. <laughs> but let's, let's read this together. And this is actually the verse I really want us to concentrate on. But I want to read the rest of it because there's just a lot of context in the rest of it. But this, listen to what, what the word of the Lord says. It says, Paul's saying this. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? Two big questions. Two big questions. Do I persuade men or God? Or do I now seek to please men? Man. For if I yet please men, man, I should not be the servant of Christ. That's heavy, ain't it? That's big stuff. All right, let's finish it. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me, is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by the neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my conversations in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it destroyed it and profited and profited in the Jewish religion above many equals in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous of even the traditions of my fathers but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem, to them which are apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem, to Peter, to see Peter, and abode with them fifteen days. But other of the apostles saw I none except James, the Lord's brother. Now these things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Sicilia and was unknown by, the face, unto the, by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past Now preacheth the faith which he wants he destroyed. And they glorified God in me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your word. Bless it, Lord, and uh, just use it for all that you want to do here tonight. We'll honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Go back to verse ten, Dusty. We we'll just we'll stay there just for a, for a little bit, or a good bit for most of the most of this this service actually. But let me read this to you one more time. He says, he says this: "For do I now persuade men, or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not even be a servant. You know, uh, do I persuade men, or or do I seek to please them? You know, it's a question, and he he's not really." He's not really. He's putting the question out there for them, and even for us tonight. And it, and and, it, and it kind of, it's a powerful question. It's a powerful question, and, and 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 especially, it may even be a little offensive if if we let it question us, because it's it's a powerful question. Really, I feel like in scripture, for us to to consider, you know, we're, 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 what do we persuade or as believers tonight, as shareholders in the gospel, uh. Do, what's our what's our objective what's our uh, uh motivation do do is do we try to persuade men persuade or 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 are we about or are we just about trying to please everyone and trying to please men or, or trying to please those that around us you know it's just is this a powerful question and it may be like i said it may even be just a little bit offensive but i feel like it's a very fair question it's a very fair question really what he's asking is are we people pleasers that's what I really want to deal with tonight. And I don't really want just to just deal with that, but I want to deal with what we lose. That's really what I've come here to really talk about tonight. What we lose when we're when we're just people pleasers, when we when we stop trying to persuade men. We lose so much. We lose so much trying to just just to please those around us. And now, now here's what I know, here's what I know. And, and like I said, this is a very fire question because I feel like at times we all feel the pressure. If you if you don't, I'm gonna propose something to you here in a minute. But I think we all at times feel the pressure, depending on who we're around, depending on what company we're in. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's not. You know, I don't so much feel the pressure. I have. I don't think I ever have felt the pressure, standing in the pulpit at, at any place that I've I've never felt the pressure to please me. And I've always I've always had a clear cut agenda. I've always felt the the, the boldness and the courage. To, to not worry about pleasing men, but but I've always tried to please God. But but now, let I me mean, saying that, there's time been times like when I was in the hayfield with men, other men, or when, when I was here, or when I was there, or when I the, the, sometimes I feel the pressure. I have felt the pressure to to maybe to, to be more pleasing than a persuader. So easy. And I think that's why this is such a fair question. I think it's a good question that Paul really is trying to raise in our soul. He's, he, I think without a doubt, we know he wasn't a people pleaser. And I think he's bringing this question to the surface, uh, not so much for his account, but for us. Because I think we all, like I said at times, I think we all feel that. We feel feel this pressure, this pressure. And uh, maybe tonight you're here and you think, I said I'd address this. Maybe you think, maybe, that I, I, I don't really, I, I just don't really think I have no tendencies to, please me and i think no i'm 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 right on i want i'm god's my number one thing i'm gonna please him well let me just let me just throw some thoughts out there to you how how do you feel and how do you react when 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 you're rejected how do you feel and how to react when someone criticizes you because that really tells you where you're at about wanting to please. because that's how i know sometimes sometimes i want that i want to give in to the pressure of pleasing because sometimes, sometimes I don't, I don't respond too well inside. I don't sometimes let it know, but sometimes on the inside, when I'm criticized, I, 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 I sense the need to want to please, or reject. Nobody likes being rejected, but that's a, that's a good barometer to really see where I'm at. It really is. When someone rejects you. Uh, uh, I had a young young man really taught me this principle. It was a while back now, but he was doing something for God. He was doing something for God, and 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 it seemed like it seemed like those that are around him and they were they were believers as well, but they were around him, and 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 it seemed like that all they had was kind of criticism. Y'all, y'all ever been there? <laughs> I, I mean, you want to be criticized? Just do something for God around others who really don't want to see you do something for God. (laughs) But, But he was doing something for God, and it seemed like all those that should have been happy for him or should have been applauding for him seemed like he was drawing a lot of criticism. A lot of, I felt like even unfair or unnecessary from mature others that probably should have been encouraging, should have been lifting up. And, and I remember, I remember it, it got on my heart. And I felt, I felt this, and maybe it's the daddy in me because he's probably young enough to be my son. And, and maybe it's just how I feel. Maybe it's the pastor in me. But but any, any of the young folk, uh, that's why I become such a fan of this little sister here. Uh, as I just want to see her do good. I, I see her as a daughter. I see her as a daughter. And I just, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I encourage her every step of the way. How? I'll, I'll I'll beat the dust back to say, yeah, sing it, girl. Or, and anybody else, anybody else like that, because that's the way I feel. I feel like they need it. But this this young man, I felt that need, too. I felt that need. He, he's, you know, 25, 26, 27, I don't even know, somewhere in there. But I felt this need to rally to his support, because I seen some of the criticism and rejection that he was getting. And so I did. And, I know, and, and this is really this is really how, how even... I got even the thoughts to the first part of this message because, because the very first thing out of his mouth, he said, "It's okay, Brother Lee. I don't mind." He said, "I'm not doing this for them." <laughs> he said, "I'm doing this for God. I'm here to. I'm trying to please Him." And he said, "He said, he said, yeah, it would probably be more helpful, and it would probably be a little easier, maybe." If I didn't get the criticism or the rejection, but he said, nevertheless, I'm here to do it for God. And that's, that's just the heart of it, ain't it? That's when you know, that's when you know that, man, I, I want, I'm not here to please people, but I'm here. I'm here for God. I'm here to please Him. That's what my heart is, that's what it's all about. That in the midst of criticism, in the midst of and, and and I know people pleasing is especially nowadays is a whole lot easier road to travel it's a whole lot easier road to go down but uh, I want to give you this pecking order tonight i just want to put this in your mind and most of you know this but I want to kind of give you this pecking order for your pleasing priorities this is as a child of god this should be your pleasing priorities and and it's a real you, you you'll recognize the scriptures but it's first Corinthians 10. And It starts in verse thirty-one, and it, and it says this: "Whatever, therefore, you, whatever you're doing, I mean, this just covers it all. Uh, I, I didn't really take time to study out the Greek on whatever, therefore, you know, but I feel like that covers everything. Whatever, whatever, everything, whatever you do, whatever you, whatever, if you eat or you drink, whatever you do, it's all to please Him. What's that? That's that's priority one." We're just we're, this. We're just going to real sh- short, short pecking order here. First, first, our priority, supreme, supreme priority, and, and we would do good to get this because this not everybody has this. Not, not everybody has it like that young man I was talking about. He had this priority down. He had these things down, and, and that's why that's why criticism rejection didn't bother him. And when, when and when you're out there, you're out there, and you get criticism or rejection, it won't bother you if if you keep the pecking order right. Now, you get the pecking order wrong, and criticism and rejection is going to shut you down. It's going to discourage you. It's going to, it's going to back you back. And you're going to, you're going to have maybe this, this response. Well, I just ain't doing nothing no more then. Amen. Amen. But pecking order number one, it's to please God, no matter what it is. No matter what it is. ever Whatsoever everything second 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 in the order goes like this verse 32 give no offense neither to jews nor to gentiles remember give no offense to none of them nor nor to the church of god give no offense to none of them going to verse 33 and we'll finish this thing even as i please all men see that's p- prepping order number two it didn't go before god now first it's god but just so we don't get in the ditch one way or get out of bounds because I know how we are, I know how we like to do. Well, all I gotta do is please God. Forget you. But that's wrong. Yes, There's a priority still yet. There's still yeah, number one. Number one, you please God. Number two, other people. When 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 applicable, when it is not interfering with your pleasing God. When, when it doesn't take precedent or place over here, even as I please all men and all things, not seeking, and here's, here's the final order, not seeking my own prophet, who's third in the pecking order? Myself. It's the very last thing, the very last one to please. The very last one. There's God, there's others, and then there's myself. Very last. Now, now I'm gonna tell you what, it's easy to get all that so jumbled up. And we live in a world that now, according to even even the, the scriptures, that that we live in this in this age that we live in, they've got this peck and order so out of whack that these have become perilous times. Men have become lovers of them. Peck and order, all messed up, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Wanting to please myself, yes. Amen. Has anybody ever had any trouble with the pecking order? Does it mess up things or what? Does it really mess up life? It really messes up life in of in, 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 in a great way. Now, here's what I want to say. I want to say this. I want to make sure we get this because this in this pecking order, this this thought comes to my mind, and I see this. I see this. There's a big difference in being a people pleaser. And a people person. That's really what Paul's calling us to be. He's not not really calling us to be that that people pleaser. Because that's God's first. But that we're to be people persons. And I pray pray that's me. I I pray that I'm not so much about people pleasing. but, But I am a people person. In other words, to this end that I might see many, that many, that many might be saved, that many might believe for the profit of many. That's what Paul's saying. I feel like it's all my heart. But when we get all this out of whack, when everything gets out of order, and, and we begin not so much just to try to persuade men of the gospel, see say, that's getting God right. Because that's, that's what God has put in our heart. Is to persuade men. If you're born again, you, that's what your heart is. You want to try to persuade as many. I, I, I talked, to, we was talking yesterday, men, uh, men, and me and, uh, uh, some people uh, about things that the Lord has led us to do in crazy ways. But it was always for the, it was always to please Him that that many might be saved. Amen. Amen. And if you get that wrong, well, you ain't doing much. <laughs> Amen. But here's what you lose, and this is, i just want to finish out tonight's service with these thoughts, and, and I'm not even going to be real lengthy tonight. But I, I really felt I could have been lengthy, but I had to split it up because I would have been too lengthy. So I just really split this up, and I really just wanted to—I really just wanted to concentrate. Because go back to verse verse ten of Galatians, Dusty, verse one, chapter one, verse ten. Because he goes on and he says this: He says, "For if I yet please men, he's talking about like he used to." when he used to uphold the traditions we saw in the context, when he used to try to please the traditions and please the men and, and be more zealous even, when I used to just try to please men. Well, here's what he said. he said. He says that I should not even be a servant of Christ if that's who I am. If that's what I'm about, if I'm about just pleasing men, I shouldn't even be a servant. In other words, it's a great loss that that's where that thought comes from. That we really lose a lot. Do you realize how we realize what you lose when, when 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 you become a people person that you shouldn't even be a servant of Christ now? You, there's so much lost. And there's some chief things. There's some there's more things that I'm gonna even bring out, but there's some the some big things that's lost. And the big things that, that Paul was really worried about. And in context of what we read tonight and, and what he brought forth in, in the rest of chapter one, one of the big things that I can see. That Paul was thinking about. That you lose. You lose when you become just a people uh, pleaser. When you you do that, one of the big things that you will lose is is that you you will lose the mission. The true mission. The key, the main thing, the goal. You lose the mission. That's what Paul was really worried about. He said, and that's why he would be forfeiting even being a servant of Christ. If you lose, if you lose being a just being a people person, if you're just being a people pleaser, there's too many pee pee's in there. Just two people please please, and please and pressure. But but if you're just a people pleaser, you're gonna lose the mission. You're gonna lose what's at the heart. You're gonna lose what even was most important. Think about this. Now, now this would be a great, this would be a great scripture to really point at leadership. In particular, for sure, at, at pastors, song leaders, Sunday school, whatever, anybody. But in, in reality, we're all leaders. Every, Christ, every Christian's a leader. Every Christ, some of you are the only Christian in your f- friend group. And you're, so you're the leader. You're the leader. Some of, some of us march right into to groups or, or schools or, or systems or works or, or our neighborhoods or our family. I've known people that they were the only saved one in the family. And because they were a leader, they would lead all their family to Christ before it was over. That's how it's supposed to work. They would lead them all. So So this really fits everybody. But think about this. Think about who we are, first of all, just to make this make sense. We, we, are, we are people, leaders, if you will, attempting attempting to lead this, this diverse group of people. So many. So, it's so different. See, here's what, this is what makes the big deal. Everybody is so different. I've learned, don't everybody act like we do on Wednesday night out there. I run into people all the time that don't act a thing like y'all. They don't talk a bit like y'all. They don't. They don't don't do things like y'all. So diverse. And that's what we're all faced with. Some of you will be faced with that even tomorrow. But you're trying, if you're a true Christian, you're trying to, to lead this diverse group of people. But here's the thing. On a common mission. That's, the, that's why this is so important. That's why you can't lose the mission. Because if you lose the mission, that's the only thing common for this diverse group of people. And, and if you become a people pleaser, you're trying to please all these. I, I know a lot about that because before I got saved, that's who I was. Not so much a people pleaser, but I could morph into all these different groups. Didn't matter who, just depending on who I was around, who I was. It really did. Whatever group I was around, well, I could fit that. It's like a chameleon or something. And I didn't. Even, it was just so weird. I was like, I was like, I was like, had nine personalities. I still got four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still, I still feel like Sybil every now and then. Some of you don't even know who Sybil is. <laughs> That's way back, ain't it? My Lord, that's in the 70s. Way back. But but the only common ground is the mission for all. And ain't that the body of Christ, this great melting pot? Ain't that what the book of Revelation talks about? Every tongue and every kindred, every tribe. And, and, and it's not that it's not that the, that the gospel or the gospel ministers went on this people pleasing mission. No, no, no. They went on the mission. The mission that was the common thing because I've learned if we go, if we if we nothing, if we quit persuading men and we are just people pleasers, we'll have, to, we'll have to go back to like what I used to be. And you'll have to wear so many hats and be so many different things to so many groups of different people, even at your work. Your people at work are like, What's up with her? Or what's up with him? He, act, he talks like this, and he talk, because you'll have to be somebody. But, but no, when you've got the mission, everybody knows you for the same reason. And it's called Christ, it's called the gospel. Everybody knows you for that. So we can't lose the mission. So that's why it's an imperative that we get that priority, the pecking order. I'll tell you, you've got to please God first. That's the only thing that preserves the mission. That's it. Even as believers, you might think, "What's he? What's he preaching this to us tonight?" Because even as believers, and maybe that's why we are having mission failure in our American society nowadays from the Body of Christ. Maybe, maybe we are people pleasers. I know that makes you mad. <laughs> Maybe, but maybe we are. And maybe because we're such people pleasers that we've lost the mission. And people ain't really sure who we are anyway. I'm not really, I'm not really sure. And they, they say things like, well, they act like that at work. But they want me to come to Sunday school. I don't know. I'm just suggestion. Just throwing that out there. But I know this we must please God, not man, for the mission's sake. And that's what Paul was worried about. If you study, if you really take, and I know there's more there, but if you really look in context of that whole, that's why I wanted to read that whole. First chapter, the end of the whole end of it, because because that's really what he was concerned. That's why he said, "I didn't confer with flesh and blood. This is not from man. I wasn't taught this from man. This was by revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the true gospel. This is the mission. There is no other. I'm on it. It's for the mission's sake." And he said that. That's why I try to persuade men, and not please them. But here, here's another big thing you lose. This comes a little more personal. This comes to us a little bit closer, and you'll know this. And this, 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 this ties in to what I was just saying. But here's here's the second thing: you'll you'll lose the mission if you're just a people pleaser. But the second thing: you'll lose yourself. Yes, sir. You will. You will absolutely lose yourself. You will totally, totally lose yourself. Here's what I know about people pleasing, from my days of people pleasing. A lot of times it's it's a short-term win. It's what it is. It feels like a short-term win. It feels like I can win if I please this one. But in the long term, am I preaching that all right? In the long term, I'd like to even have a little more time to really develop this, but it felt, I felt like the Lord said it's go time. Plus, it's all I had. What do you do when it's all you got? You preach it. What do you do when you got preacher cramp? You preach what you got. I get preacher cramp too. That's something like writer's cramp, I think. I get it. Not often, but I do get it. Amen. Amen. But but you sometimes you, you, you feel like you, you get this short-term win. But what happens when you keep pleasing people? You know what it is? It's compromise. Over and over and over and over again. And I can go on and I can go on and I can go on. Compromise. And you're losing yourself. You're slowly losing yourself. And here's what happens. You become, and hang on to this thought because this will tie in down the road too. You're not happy with who you become. So the short-term win turns into a long-term loss. I know, I know. This is really how, Lord, if I've heard this one time, I've heard this 10,000 times as a pastor. Well, this really feels so right. I say, well, wait a month or two. (laughs) Because I've seen this movie long term this is gonna stink <laughs> amen I wish I could just share all of my movies they all came like got the same ending you know but it's true it's true every time amen you cannot let other people's priority or other people's urge for, for to, to be pleased hijack. Your priority. That's what happens. Their priority and them wanting you to, to please them. You should never hijack your priorities to please God. And that happens over and over and over again. Very seldom. You'll not run into very many people. Very few people will you run into who, who want you to fulfill your priority to please God. Oh, no, no, no. They want you to fulfill Help them fulfill pleasing them. Amen. 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 And they want they want to hijack your priority on this. Amen. So let me just put this out there. So when you're tempted, and you will be over and over and again. It never. I, I'm less. I'm less tempted now because, like I said, I've seen these movies. I'm less tempted now, and I can see it coming, I smell it coming, I can feel it coming. I'm less tempted now to please people, but it still comes. It still comes. There's still. There's still the temptation. But here's here's kind of the th- uh, something to think about. When when I, when I feel and I see that I'm tempted to people please, just think think of what I want to be this time next year, or think of what I want to be ten years from now, or whatever my life expectancy is. Twenty years. Think, think on that, and then, and then act accordingly. Speak accordingly. Please God, please God, and don't compromise. Don't lose yourself. I was with to a feller the other day. I was talking to him about it, and he, he'd been through some things, and really, he would lost his self. That's what he had did. He had lost his self, and I was talking to him about all that, and I was trying to trying to tell him, you know, uh, 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 about Fine, that that was was what happened to me. I woke up one day, and you know what I said? I looked at myself, and I had become everything I hated. Everything that I hated, I was. There I was. Everything I had hated as a teenager, everything that had hurt me, everything that had been wrong with my world, all of a sudden that's who I was. I had lost myself in that really trying to please people. Amen. There's so much to lose. There's so much to lose. So, so when you attempt it, just look down the road. What do I want to be? Do I want to compromise again? Or do I want to have integrity and stand? And go ahead and try to persuade men and not, not please people. Amen. Amen. But this is a biggie. Here's the biggie. And I know this is true. This is something else you lose. If you're keeping track, this is the third one. This is what you'll lose, though. If you keep people pleasing, you'll lose God's voice. You will lose God's voice. You will. Let me tell you how. All the voices. All the other voices. I know I'm telling that right. All the other voices. All the other people's voices. Here's what will happen to you. How, How will I lose God's voice in all the other people's voices? Well, you'll start listening to God, filtering it through what you think others want to hear. And you're not hearing God no more. You're hearing what you want to hear for other people or what you want to say for, or what's easier to say to other people or what's easier to get done for other people. And you start filtering. You start fil- or maybe it's the criticism. Maybe you can't stand the criticism no more or the hurt or the rejection. And you start filtering God's Word to where it's going to be a little easier to, to, to share. And you lose God's voice that way. But when God says it a certain way, that's the way he means it, ain't it, Brother Angle? Yes, sir. When he shares that with his voice, you'll start losing it because you start hearing this one and 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 this one, and this one over here. You know what? I try to I must go be honest with you. I love all y'all to death. To death. But when the Lord's putting messages on my heart, when I'm studying the Bible, I'm gonna be honest with you. I try not to think about any one of y'all. I do. I try. I do my best. Now, I'm human, and sometimes I go like, dang, and I'm like, can't even bring that out now, Lord. I'll feel guilty. I think sometimes I have to be honest. Sometimes the circumstances, they line up so much with things that I know that I'm like, I I don't even feel comfortable preaching that now because they'll think I'm just preaching right at them. But I'll tell you the truth. I I do. I try not to think about nobody because I don't want to filter what God's saying. I don't want to filter God's voice Through what your situation is. Because I don't want to be tempted to just try to water it down to please you. I don't want to lose his voice. I don't want to lose his voice. I can't lose his voice. I can't. If I lose his voice, I know what that's like. That is nowhere. That's miserable. And I tell you, I'm not smart enough to lose his voice. I'm not. There's a lot of other preachers that are. They're sharp. They're 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 wise and they psychology and all various things. They can they can they can preach whatever. And I can't. If if I lose God's voice, I am done. <laughs> Me too. I'm like I'm like we're gonna sing that song you sung five more times because I got nothing because I'm not smart enough. If I don't hear His voice. That's how I preach. Of his voice. And I don't want to filter it through what's going on with you. But I I also know this. I don't want to hurt nobody either. But yet, what do I do? I please God. You please God. You please God. Of course, all y'all know. You know my heart. I I don't come never to hurt anyone. Ever. Ever. But I do come to please God. To the highest. I don't want to lose his voice. Amen. 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 I'm Not gonna stop. I'm on. It's like the little I've, I've told you so many times. It's like the little church I was in that time when when I was like I'm getting out of here. When when they kept jumping the hard stuff. Kept pre- we're gonna to preach to. This it was the Sermon on the Mount. Actually, is what he was going to preach. Thought, oh, man, this would be good. I was young. I was all into it. Feed me, feed me, and we kept jumping the hard stuff. And I'm like, I know that other stuff. I want to hear what happens in the hard stuff. I need you. I need you to practically apply the hard stuff. That's what I'm needing. I got this easy stuff. Well, thought I did. Turns out it was all hard, but the sum of it was harder. Uh, but you can't jump it just to filter because because well, it, and you know what? Because this one or that one or that one. Or this one's got the big pocketbook, the big checkbook, and you know, fifteen people will leave if I offend them, or twenty-seven. I, you know, the Lord. I, you know what? The Lord. The Lord always seems to give me messages that make room. Like, why do you do that, Lord? You always give me these messages, that I, and that's what I feel like. I feel, I tell the Lord, I said, this is a make room message. I said, a lot of the people that was here today, it's not going to be here next week. Because I'm going I'm to try to please you. And you know what I found out, though? Most of the time, they are with friends. If they were really here sincerely. Amen. Amen. But that's the third big thing you lose. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to speed up because I've got two or three more I want to share with you. So I'm going to kind of condense these a little bit. I always have to do this. I, I'm have learned i learning to put all my the strong things up front because I know I'm going to have to speed up on the tail end. But, but this is another thing, and this is very important, And especially if, if there's good people in your life, if there's, in, if, if there's valuable people in your life. Just, you, you don't want to lose this because if you keep people pleasing... You're going to lose a lot of good people. That's in your life. I know this as a pastor. I know this, I know these ministers and various ones will tell you that. Man, you start people, real genuine believers that, that are hungry, just like I was in that little church that time. You know what? They lost me. You want me to tell you why? Because I've seen they were people pleasers. When you lose people, you lose good, genuine people when you're a people pleaser. They'll walk out of your life. You know why? Because they can smell a fake or they can smell a people pleaser miles away. And there's nothing sincere, there's nothing genuine about that. There's nothing, there's nothing with any substance in that. Because they're missing the number one priority. Yes. The pecking order. And when you miss that, what good can come out of any of the rest of it? Nothing. Nothing, but you will lose the genuine people. And you know who you'll be left with? The people you're trying to please. That's all you're going to have left in your life. Now, ain't just going to be fun, because they ain't never happy anyway. They ain't never happy. You ever realize that? The genuine, sincere people, the good ones in your life, they are going to walk out because you keep people pleasing, and then you're going to be left with who? The people that's never happy. I thank the lord for his word it is true it is true and that ain't no fun who wants to just be left with all the people you've been trying to please it ain't never happy no way and you know i'm telling the truth because i am a very much a people-oriented person and if it doesn't violate i'll be honest with you if it doesn't violate me pleasing god i will bend over backwards i will well i can't really bend over backwards but i'll try i will fall I will fall on my back, but I will try to bend over backwards to help somebody or to encourage. I really will. I will travel great distances. I will do crazy things. I will get up in the wee hours of my, I was going to go fishing with a guy one time just to keep, just to please him, just to please him. And I hate fishing. So don't ask me to go fishing. I ain't getting on a boat either because I'll throw up. And I told the Lord the last boat he got me off of, You get me off this boat, and I ain't never getting on another. And I promised him, and I'm here to keep that pr- I'm pleasing promise. <laughs> now, if you want to go hunting, you call me up. Me and you, we'll go sat in the dark all morning waiting for it to get daylight. But I will, I'll bend over. But here's what I found out about the people you do that for. They ain't never happy. You could bend over backwards twice. They want it again. Want something special about it this time. <laughs> Make it special. And all the genuine people, all they really want is you just to be real and true and integrity and character. That's all you have to do to please them. Am I telling that? That's all you have to do. You ain't got. You ain't. You ain't got a polish their armor or dazzle them or or, or take them out here or that I don't know. all you got to do is be true to god amen. be true to, as best you can amen amen so you lose you do you lose a lot of good people when you're like that now this is a big one here and a lot of people do this and I'm tying it back in. I remember I told you to remember a thought, well, this is the cause of this. Because you'll lose your greatest joy. When you become a people pleaser and you quit making your priority to please God, you've lost your greatest joy. There's no greater joy. I just want to tell you right now, there is no greater joy for lasting, continuous joy than pleasing God. It's the truest joy you'll ever have. You might get short-term fulfillment and thrills out of of various other things. But the long-lasting, satisfying, forever joy that you long for, that you want, that this consistency that you want in your life, it comes through pleasing God. Yes! That's where the joy is. That, That is the dynamic. That is the heart. Uh, the dynamic of a relationship with Christ—that's that—that's that's what it is. It, it's the union in the communion with Christ is pleasing Him. It is, and there's joy from that communion. There's joy from that union. That that that—that's for a lifetime. Amen. Amen. You attempt to please others or yourself, you're going to end up with just this. A sin sick joy. That's it. A sins at best. A sin-sick joy. How many, how many, how many ain't sure what that really means, but I know what that means. I preach like that a lot. Have you noticed that? I preach a lot of things that not real sure what that means but i know what that means i've never really heard of a sin sick joy but for some reason i just know what that is And that's all you're left with because you've left the source you've lost this greatest peace almost last one almost almost and I'll just I'll just share this because this is this is not even really biblical. I mean, it is biblical, but this is this is more or less this is that thing that you've heard all your life. Here's what you lose. <laughs> I just got tickled even thinking about it, but but here's what you, everybody loses when you start pleasing God. I mean, when you start pleasing people instead of God, everybody, everybody in your circle, everybody around in your because you, you've heard the, this is this is an old saying more than it is a biblical saying. Well, if you try to please everybody nobody is happy nobody and everybody loses everybody your household your home a church nobody's happy nobody please God yeah it's going to rub some it's going to roll some some's going to call you up in the middle of the night and tell you how offended they are and you might have to try to help them understand or you might just say I got to go back to bed whatever fits I've had a few nasty calls and they were, I don't even know where they come from I'm like "What? what what how did you get that what I didn't even say that. And I said, when I did, it wasn't even pointing anywhere. What? But nobody's happy. You might lose a few that wasn't happy when they got here and they were looking for someone to please them. And they're never going to find that someone because they're in the same boat. If they don't start pleasing God, they're not going to find the joy. Amen. Amen. Last piece. This is the big one. Uh, or a big part of the big one, anyway. But you, you lose faith. In the end, you lose faith. There's this little scripture in Matthew five forty-four that, that I run across. It just—it's it's a little—it's a little bit different wording, but I want you to see that Jesus was talking to the to the Jews, and he says, "How can you believe? How can you believe?" He said, "How can you believe, which receive honor one of another, and you don't seek the honor that cometh? You don't really seek to please. How can you believe if you really don't seek to please Him?" You seek, you seek pleasing from everywhere else, or you seek to please everywhere else. And and faith, this is what he's saying. How can you even believe? I know this is a man pleasing world. It is. This is a people pleasing world. It's it's a, the, the world. The world is 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 pushing that down to us right now. The world wants us to please it. And I've learned there's no amount. There's no amount of. Of charm, there's no amount of beauty, or or it's fading. There's no there's no amount of of of, of 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 even even political. They own us. They want us to be political correct. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't really preach the truth. Don't please God. Don't please God. Don't you say it like that? You know, don't you call it like the Bible calls it? Because we want you political correct, and that'll please us. But, but really, it goes right back. It, it's called compromise. Yeah. It's called compromise. But here's what we're worried about we don't want to lose the faith. If you really believe, if you really believe at the end of it, you mean you've got to please God? That's what you seek to do. You seek to please Him, and it's only Him. In this people-pleasing world, uh, I I didn't get where I was going. I do that sometimes. Sometimes I don't remember until I'm going home. I preach messages all the time that on the way home, I'm like, man, go on it. (laughs) Shoot. I said, man, I forgot that. I preach better going home than I do here. I think, ah. See, I'm about to forget where I was going again. In this people pleasing world, if you if you're going to keep pleasing him, you're going to seek to please him. You're going to have to realize you're going to have to get this in because this is this is really what we've lost. We've lost the fact that God is bigger than this world. That God is bigger than any man you're trying. God is bigger. In this people pleasing world, you need to realize that God is bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. Why? Are we, no wonder Jesus said, "How can you believe?" If you think man is bigger, how can you really believe when you keep trying to please man because you think man is more important or more valuable or more powerful? I get it now. I did struggle with it for a little bit, but I get it. How can you really? How can you really believe? Because God's bigger. If you really get that in your head, it'll be easier to please God. Then the next dilemma you're in, the next dilemma you're in. And there's the temptation to please man because this is the easy way. And I'm really, and I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be dramaed out. Here this everything's dramaed out. Just wore out with it. Just blah. Maybe y'all ain't pastored long enough. Just drama out. I suspect you have. If you talk to many people at all, you're dramaed out too. Amen. Here's the thing, you gotta just remember God's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. I'm just gonna keep pleasing him. You can keep pleasing him. Sometimes people think sometimes people think I don't care. You know, they do I've had people say, You're not even you don't even care about this. I said, Oh, I care. But really, my mentality is God's bigger than this. It's all about Him. I know you got. I know you got issues. I'm. 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 I'm trying to understand. I try to be sympathetic of issues. But here's what I know: God's bigger. I don't want to please Him. Yes, sir. I want you to be happy. I do. I want everybody to be happy. I just want us all to be happy. I, I want us to get in a, the yellow submarine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not really you know what I'm saying? I just want us to be happy. Happy. But the only way that is, is if we please God. Amen. Amen. It's a state of unbelief. You know how hard Jesus was on unbelief? But we're in a state of unbelief when we're in that mindset. When you're motivated, remember this. I mean, it's going to be harsh. This might be, you might think this is way out of bounds. But when you're when you're motivated to please man, you're in a state of unbelief. When you'd rather please man than God, it's a state of unbelief. Hello. Amen. Amen. i got to close. Paul, I'm just going to say this and close. I believe if we would really aim, and I believe you've got to do that. I believe you've got to aim. I believe every day you've got to aim. I'm going to please God. You've got to get the priority. You've got to get the power. I'm going to please God. Here's what I know. you will radically change your life. Revolutionize. Big words, but it's true. Transform. Because it won't be long. You probably won't get much past 8 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to have a chance to please God over pleasing man. I guarantee it. And that's where the change begins. Amen. Amen. I believe that tonight. I believe it with all my heart. Amen. But they'll hate me. They'll hate me. Well, they may. But I've learned a Christian without haters is like a servant without the Lord. Did you hear me? A scripture. You will, be. you should be hated at times. And a Christian without haters is probably is a please a man pleaser, and he's like a servant without the Lord. Amen. Amen. It amazes me. It amazes me that the people that make these life decisions, these huge life decisions, on the prefaces of pleasing man or even worse, pleasing myself you're going to make these huge life decisions over pleasing somebody besides God Amen Amen, Radical Radical Are you a people pleaser? That's a heck of a title, ain't it Dustin? That'll really go well on the website. Are you a people? It might, though. People might want to know. I might stir up some, some interest. Are you a people pleaser? That's what Paul was really asking. Because if you are, you've lost so much. Lost so much. Lost so much. Amen. Just something to think about on Wednesday night. Just something to go home and mull over going into Thursday. Because probably before even you get home tonight there's going to be this opportunity. And If not tonight, at least by tomorrow. Here you go, please. Here you go, please. Here you go, please.